listening to Go Ten Lisa Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Waldron. I will give you 10 episodes per season filled with some interesting topics that will either lift you up or make you laugh or cry. Listen, we all can relate to something or another, but why not just tune in to Go Ten Lisa Podcast every Friday? So go, go, get your headsets. New episode starts now. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. Um, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about mental health and finding that balance. If you have been a continuous listener to the Go Ten Lisa podcast with me, Lisa Waldron, you know that I did an episode with a guest, Antoine, uh, about mental health, and it was so enlightening and so powerful. Um, and great insights. And one of the actual, one of my episodes that actually rated high as well. So be sure to check it out, some of my past episodes as well. So I keep thinking about a comment that he made in that episode when we were both talking about mental health and our own experiences a little bit. Um, and he pretty much quickly, he's not a doctor, but he quickly diagnosed me as and said that. I was not balanced, meaning that spiritually, physically, mentally, I needed to find that balance. And that always resonated with me to say, hmm, you know, he has something there. I'm not balanced. So I don't know if it's something that I am getting older with that I noticed that I feel like my body needs to get more stretches. Now, how does that relate to what I'm talking about? It means that trying to get my physical body intact as well as my spiritual um, mindset as far as my mental. So that being said, for the past couple of months, I don't know, I can't remember if I mentioned it a little bit in the previous episodes, but in the past couple of months, I have been reading more books. I have been... um, trying to meditate. And let me tell you something, guys, it is so hard to meditate. It's so hard to meditate. And I've also been, um, listening to more videos because I'm trying to, to find that peace. We won't, uh, you know, that peace in regards to, you know, that something is not aligned. He said it, I knew it, I feel it, I felt it, I am not aligned, and I think I am not the only one. So if you're new to this podcast, I'm passionate about sharing things, especially things I come across, because I love to talk, and I love to share things that will enlighten people or make people a little bit better, and that's how we know, and that's how we educate ourselves. So in today's episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to read a chapter of one of the books that I am um, currently reading right now, give you a little history about that. I'm also going to, um, you know, enlighten you a little bit so that, you know, we just take a moment out of our day to just chillax and come back and um, just give you some more tips. And that would be what's going to happen in today's show. So let's get the ball rolling. So here is the thing, guys. I am overweight right now. I try to work out. I have been trying to work out. I do good and then I slip and The focus is there for a while, but it's not consistent because I love food. So I'm currently on a new health eating program right now that I will share with you all on all of my social media platform once I have completed this mission. Why? Because I feel like I don't want to put additional pressure on myself to complete it and it's not I am not soaking in all of the benefits in regards to that. Um, Pretty much the program is teaching me it's not what I eat, it's how I eat. So basically, um, more to come because I've been on it for four weeks now and um, 
have I seen a difference? Not so much in my weight loss, but they talk everything that I'm going through, the program talks about it. So, um, so I'm trying to get my physical body intact to have me more balanced so I can be on, so I can be intact with all three of those aspects being mentally aligned, mental, spiritual, and physical aligned, right? Because if something is off, it will throw off one of the others. And that I think is a contributing factor among with anything else that affects our mental health as well. We need to find a balance. So that being said, I'm taking more walks. I am, it's been hot as hell. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. It was hot as hell because I do live in Hotlanta. So that's Atlanta, Georgia, um, on the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia, and it gets pretty hot. Is that ex- my son will say I'm making excuses, perhaps, but all I know is that I'm not going to walk out there in the hundred, you know, degrees heat just to work out. Can I work out inside? Yes, but I'm the kind of person that. I get bored real easily, so I have to mix it up, and I rather be outside and exercise because um, I know I have to go somewhere and I know I have to come right back. So that being said, um, that's what I'm trying to do. And the good thing about it is that the weather is getting a little bit, the weather is slowly changing. So it's just a matter of just timing it out and getting that exercise in. So it is a journey, um, just to get back on there. But if you're listening to this episode, you know that as you get older, it gets a little bit harder. My son would also say that's an excuse because there's people who are there who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, who are pumping and grinding it harder than I ever will. True facts, true. But we know our bodies and we can do what we can do, right? So it's a step and I'm doing it. So what are the other things that I'm doing? So I have been reading more books and and I'm going to read you a chapter of this book. And the book is called The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with a new preface by the author Eckhart Tolle. That's Eckhart, E-C-K-H-A-R-T. Last name is Tolle, T-O-L-L-E. It's one of the best books to come along in years. Every sentence rings with truth and power. Um, Deepak Chopra, author of The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, is on there. Was a number one New York Times bestseller. And you want to know what the shocking thing is? I had this book up in my office because for the, for years guys, for years. And, um, I try to do, I tried doing a giveaway on one of my YouTube channels this past Christmas where, because you know, I have the Goten Lisa, um, um, YouTube channel. I have not too late natural hair that shows you my natural hair journey and hair videos and tutorials there. And I also have like a quirky little, um, funny entertainment um, channel that's called Worker B Drones. So on my Worker B Drones channel, I try to give away some of the books that I've accumulated throughout the years. Um, and for some reason, I kept this book. I can't remember which one of the leaders gave it to me or gave it to all of us. But as I was looking up my journey to get myself balanced and watching some videos, this book guys came up as one of the top 10 books. There's another book that I'm reading. Oh my God, that one will change you. Um, and this is what all the rich successful people are reading or have read. And, um, so I'll talk about that one. Um, but today I want us to focus on the power of now. So, um, you know, they, I'm going to read you a little bit of it and then hopefully it encourages you to go out there and get the book or, you know, do eBooks or online books or audio books, what have you. So I am going to skip through all of the preface information introduction, because 
This is one of those books that pre-warn you that this book is so powerful that you need time to digest it and all this kind of stuff. And when you see symbols in the book, it indicates for you to take a break from reading it and just digest it. So um, chapter one, let me see how, how many pages this is because this is not a 10 hour uh, podcast. So I think I'm just gonna read you where up until the first break. So that's actually one, two, two and a half pages that I'm gonna read you. And it goes by so quickly and yet so deep. And I do have on my glasses, guys. So chapter one of The Power of Now is called You Are Not Your Mind. You are not your mind. The greatest obstacle to enlightenment. Enlightenment, what is that? A beggar had been sitting by the side of a road for over 30 years. One day, a stranger walked by. Spare some change, mumbled the beggar mechanically holding out his old baseball cap. I have nothing to give you, said the stranger. Then he asked, what's that you're sitting on? Nothing, replied the beggar, just an old box. I have been sitting on it for as long as I can remember. Ever look inside, asked the stranger. No, said the beggar, what's the point? There's nothing in there. Have a look inside, insisted the stranger. The beggar managed to pry open the lid. With astonishment, disbelief, and elation, he saw that the box was filled with gold. I am that stranger who has nothing to give you and who is telling you to look inside, not inside any box as in the parable, but somewhere even closer inside yourself. But I'm not a beggar, I can hear you say. Those of you, I'm sorry, those who have not found their true wealth, which is the radiant joy of being and the deep unshakable peace that comes with it, are beggars even if they have great material wealth. They are looking outside for scraps of pleasure or fulfillment for validation, security, or love while they have a treasure within that not only includes all those things, but is infinitely greater than anything the world can offer. The word enlightenment conjures up the idea of some superhuman accomplishment and the ego likes to keep it that way. But it is simple, simply your natural state of self. Can I read today? I'm sorry. It is a state, <laughs> but it's simply your state. Oh my gosh. I am like messing you guys up. But anyway, I'm sorry guys because I am just, re I'm taking a break right now to just interject for a moment to say that I was remembering when I first read this and I had to like stop at every paragraph because I'm like, oh wow, that is deep. So the word enlightenment conjures up the idea of some superhuman accomplishment and the ego likes to keep it that way, but it is simply your natural state of felt oneness with being so it is a state of connectedness with something immeasurable and indestructible something that almost paradoxically is essentially you and yet is much greater than you it is finding your true nature beyond name and form the inability to feel disconnectedness gives rise to the illusion of separation from yourself and from the world around you. You then perceive yourself consciously or unconsciously as an isolated fragment. Fear arises 
and conflict within and without becomes the norm. I love the Buddha's simple definition of enlightenment as the end of suffering. There is nothing superhuman in that, is there? Of course, as a definition, it is incomplete. It only tells you what enlightenment is not, no suffering. But what's left when there is no suffering, no more suffering? The Buddha is silent on that and his presence, rather his silence implies that you'll have to find out for yourself. He uses a negative definition so that the mind cannot make it into something to believe in or into a superhuman accomplishment, a goal that is impossible for you to attain. Despite this precaution, the majority of Buddhists still believe that enlightenment is for the Buddha, not for them, at least not in this lifetime. You use the word being. Can you explain what you mean by that? Being is the eternal, ever-present, one life beyond the myriad forms of life that are subject to birth and death, However, being is not only beyond, but also deep within every form as its innermost invisible and indestructible, indestructible essence. This means that this, that this means that it is accessible for you now as your own deepest self, your true nature, but don't seek to grasp it with your mind. Don't try to understand it. You can know it only when the mind is still. When you are present, when your attention is fully and intensely in the now, being can be felt, but it can never be understood mentally. To regain awareness of being and to abide in that state of feeling realization is enlightenment. And then it has a break. So that was just a couple of um, pages in, but the important part before the break was, you know, he refers to the word being because this book is so universal and so many of us believe in different gods. He didn't want to point out and say, oh, it's Jesus or the, you know, you know, any other gods or something. He just kept it as the word being because, um, he does recognize the author that is it, that is that I'm talking about does recognize that there is a <clears throat> excuse me a, a a higher being than us um and so to make it universal he refers to like a god to say being just to make it universal um but the important thing why I wanted to read that I know it may be long but what did you get from that is that we have to be present a lot of times <clears throat> we, you know, think about now, what are you doing now? Now that you're listening to my podcast, are you thinking about what's for dinner? What am I going to do next? Are you worried or scared about something? <clears throat> We're not being present in the now and our lives, <clears throat> the majority of our lives are either in the past or in the future. You're listening to Go Ten Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where a new episode can be found on any podcast app by typing in Go, the number 10, L-I-S-A, that's all one word, Go Ten Lisa Podcast, which can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any podcast app. Tune in, share, subscribe, leave a comment, give a rating. And make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss out on another episode each Friday. That's Go 10 Lisa Podcast. A new episode airs every Friday. 
Um, so in case you don't know, there are 10 new episodes each Friday. Then Lisa goes on a break for three weeks and then comes back with 10 episodes. So if you're new to this channel of listening to the podcast, you can, you know, you can catch up during those three weeks until a new episode goes live. And don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe. Okay, guys, so, <clears throat> so what I'm saying is that we have to be in the present. So how can we be in the present? Well, it comes back to what I first said, to try to meditate, try meditation. Now I'm going to play you something. And if you're driving, I would say pull over or, or, if you're at home, just turn off all your electronics, phones, and everything. And we're actually going to, let's see how I'm going to do this now. Um, we're going to take like two minutes and I'm going to show you how hard it is. It is something that we have to practice. Two minutes of just blocking out every negative. And did you know that our minds accumulate so many negative thoughts throughout the day. And especially if you're a woman, it increases by up to 87% and more. Wow. So I found Ben sound, which is a relaxing royalty free music. Um, the composer is Benjamin Tassot, also known as Ben sound. This is a relaxing meditation, royalty free music track suitable for massage or landscape video or namaste. I'm only going to play you two minutes of it just to show you. And what I want you to do during this two minutes is just to close our eyes. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Just pull over and do this if you have to, but try clearing your mind of everything and just be in the present moment of where you are right now which is listening to the Go 10 Lisa podcast. Are you ready? Okay, so let's see. I'm going to press it in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, guys, so that's two minutes out of the day to just take deep breaths and clear our minds, try to come back to being a little bit more balanced and focused. 
I don't know if you guys have noticed that even on the television, they're having like breaks. They're having like commercial that plays like this wave of water, relaxing water, and the screen shows the water and it also has a clock and it's just timing down. I think it's like 30 seconds or a minute. And it's just that moment to say, especially if you're binge watching like shows, it's mentally reminding you, hey, take a break. Just take a break. Remember where you are and come back to the present. So that's what I have been doing, guys. Um, my suggestion would be there are going to be so many forces against us in regards to spiritual warfare, um, physical warfare in regards to sicknesses, diseases, you know, God forbid, um, mental warfare in regards to confusion or not being balanced. So it is a practice. It is something that I'm doing. I've also, I'm not a believer in crystals, but I have some crystals. So if you don't believe in crystals, what I do believe in and what I have been doing, what I've always wanted to do, which I have been doing for the past year and a half now, is saging. S-A-G-E, saging. I order it online on Amazon. And um, it's not that expensive. You want the kit. I forgot what chakra company I ordered it from that gives you the little dish to hold the sage in. Do you know that sage, when you burn it, it's hard to burn at times, you know, because it doesn't um, last long. The When you burn it, you have to keep reburning it. It, it lasts for a while, um, but when it does, it's strong. Um, a nice aroma. But did you know that sage kills, I forgot the percentage, but I want to say it's like 60 something percent of bacteria in your home or your area. When you light a sage is to, the purpose is for you to say your intentions on what you want. So it's kind of like saying a little prayer and saying, what is your intention by you lighting this sage? What do you want to see is the outcome? By me lighting the sage, I try to get rid of all the negative forces, um, the negativity, and sometimes just having that calmness and that peace. I do have dogs in the house. I have two dogs, and um, knock on wood, it doesn't seem to bother them. Um, so it's not like a, a strong, strong aroma to affect dogs. Um, and I do have it at a high level, like on a counter or a table or something like that. And when, you know, uh, smoke rises and it still fills the air. Um, but it's something that I try to do. I think whoever's in the sage business, maybe that's something I need to get into is the sage business. Something that I feel passionate about now that I'm talking to you guys about it. I absolutely love it. Um, if it's something that I can figure out how to make or invest in or something, I would, that's how much I believe in it. Um, you know, so because I feel that's one little thing I can do besides the music, the sage, some people have crystals, the crystals help, um, something that they believe in. I don't quite understand all the crystal names and stuff. But typical me, I do know the ones with the money <laughs> and I do know the ones, um, for the love. So I have, I, I kind of recognize the colors for the love and money. Isn't that a shame? But yeah, but, um, but like I said, with anything that you're starting new, you have to do it in time. I will eventually conquer the weight problem. I will. I think a lot of it is, has been stress eating. I've just been eating when I'm not hungry and just eating. And that program is identifying all of that for me, which is good. Um, but 
you know, that will happen in its time. And then I look like, you know, the bomb diggity that I always am, you know, just leaner and healthier. But I also have to get my mind, you know, which is part of my mental balance. I have to get my mind balanced because, and I, I, I've been doing this for a couple of months now, guys. And like I always say, look around to the people who God bring into your lives, whether it's brief for a long time, separate the negative ones, separate the ones and look, because we're so busy focused on the people that are doing us wrong and shady. And we all know who they are, especially at the workplace and especially in your home sometimes. But I would say 90% is the workplace because, um, we're so focused on their negativity. And here is a thing that I've come to the realization on that I had to tell my son the other day. Um, be careful who you sleep with. This doesn't do with work. I'm just bringing up something new, but it relates to work in a sort of a way, but this is more in regards to relationships. Be careful who you sleep with because you're taking on their energy. And that is such a true statement. I remember when I ended it with my son's father a couple of years ago, um, you know, he's a womanizer, always been a womanizer. He has gotten himself saved and baptized in Jehovah Witness religion. I am not Jehovah Witness, um, but that's what he and his family believe in. Um, my only advice is that anyone having a relationship, make sure that, you know, the Bible says have be equally yoked. It's for a reason why the Bible says that. Because when you have two different religions in a household, it is it can be conflicting, it can be confusion. So when I say um, be careful who you give your energy to, because there was this lady that an older lady that I used to work with, and before she retired, you know, we, you know, we were just talking about the kids one day, and she was like, you know what? Because I was telling her at the time, you know, my son had this girlfriend, and da da da. And, um, she was like, well, I'll tell you, I want you to go and tell your son what I told my son. Cause she had a boy and a girl and they were grown ups now. And she didn't really care for the wife. But anyway, she said, tell your son and I'll tell you guys, if you have sons out there and it relates, rela relates to the daughters as well, but mainly to the sons, don't give your jewel away to everyone. Of course, my son was like, what jewelry? So then I had to break it down into layman's turn to say, you know, your private parts, meaning your jewelry. So he was like, you know, so then I had to break it down to say, I don't know what he said to me to come back to diamonds or something. And I said, okay, think about it that you, like you have diamonds, like you have like a lot of expensive jewelry. Would you give your expensive jewelry to every girl out there? just like that? No, you would give it to the ones that are precious. In other words, we were having a sex talk guys. <laughs> My son and I have had the sex talk since when he was younger, but, um, something came up and I was talking to him about something. And, um, of course, you know, it's awkward cringe city. Cause you know, no kid wants to talk to their parents about any kind of form of sex, any discussion It's like, they think that, you know, we don't know anything kind of. So, um, so I was just telling him that to remember that, especially when all these girls, you know, you get into relationship with, you know, because by watching euphoria and watching all of these shows that are on right now, that is geared towards a young generation. It's like, it's like, as my mother would say, Sodom and Gomorrah or something. It's like you're having all this, uh, it's either sex or drugs that's happening a lot out there in the younger Gen Z, Gen Y, X, I don't even know what kind of generation it is now. I thought I saw something that said there was a new one, 
but anything younger than me, <laughs> let's put it like that, any generation younger than me, and I am in my 40s. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, that being said, um, you don't give your jewels away to everyone. So, coming back to the father, um, you know, when I broke up with him, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a jealous person up to a point, but I don't think my mind and my body, my body was there, but I don't think my mind, I didn't feel at ease because once a person has cheated on you or hurt you, you will always play over and over and over in your mind. Which woman is it? You know, what's going on? It's like the trust is not there. And then that's my point, people. It's coming back to your mind. Your mind likes to play things from the past, things that are hurtful to get you not to stay focused in the present. And then you get so hung up on things in the past and you're just, here it is, the time is going. We're in a new day, but your mind brings you back there. It brings you back there. And then you're feeling all sorts of things. But it's so funny that somebody had posted on his webs on his Facebook page, because yeah, I'm still on, you know, we see each other's Facebook page. We always have a relationship because we have a child and you know, everybody. And um somebody had posted something and I had posted it on his Facebook years ago about the energy that we pick up from other people. And I, and I posted it on his Facebook thing because I was like, holy crap, that is so true. That And that to me was the beginning of a sign that yes, I need to get myself balanced. That is so true. I am picking up kind of like all the women that he slept with and their energy. It's about the energy. So at the time I wasn't saging until afterwards, but not only that, yesterday I was looking at my Instagram feed and I happened to have, um, Waka Flocka, which is a rapper singer, which we, my son and I met this year. Um, when we just happened to stop at some, um, restaurant and, um, I was looking at his thing and he was talking about change and how he has changed and trying to come to a peaceful place. I think everyone is trying to find some kind of peace or happiness. And then somebody wrote in the comments to say, yo, bro, you know, you got to eat right and don't eat meat because when you eat meat, you're taking on, you're, you're taking on all the stresses of that animal. And somebody else comment, yeah, right. That's right. I never thought about that. Have you guys thought about that? That when we're eating animals, that's why there are so many vegans and vegetarians. I do fast along the way throughout the year. I fast at the beginning of the year, a couple of times throughout the year, um, where um, I don't eat meat. I would only eat shrimp and fish. But um, kudos to all of those people out there that don't eat that don't even eat shrimp. All of a sudden, my son doesn't eat seafood. You believe this? <sighs> so that's a whole nother story. He doesn't want to use the microwave. I think I scared him because I said that there was a study that showed that men shouldn't use the microwave because um, it reduces their sperm count or something. My son is 21 years old. Um, not only that, my stepfather, Trevor doesn't use the microwave either. So I don't know if he's following him or maybe he just doesn't want that radiation. So he does plug in all of his food that he needs to heat up in the toaster oven to each his own. You know, I still use the microwave, which is kind of like starting to conk out. <laughs> so I have no problem because I love the toaster oven as well or the oven, whichever one. So my point is that I never thought about the animal, that the animal had stresses. And I guess, so in my mind, I was like, what kind of stress would the animal have? Obviously, I mean, you're trying to, you know, so many animals get tortured just to get in line. And then, you know, they feed them up, hunt them down, kill them, and then put it in a store for us to eat if you want to be that graphic. 
and we do, but I have told people in the past, I have recognized it myself, that when I go on these fasts throughout the year, the years and the months, the weeks that I do it, um, I do notice a difference in my body. The, the big problem with when I fast is that I accumulate more carbs. So I just have to figure out a way where I don't accumulate that many carbs. But since I'm on the new eating program, uh, maybe I'll do things a little bit different. But um, now that I think about it, I think I will go on another fast now with the new eating program because my next fast is going to be probably the beginning of the year, God's willing. So um, yeah, and see how that's working out for me. Um, but it's hard. Um, but I just want to bring that to your attention that we're taking on all of these energies. And especially if somebody is angry all the time and you're around that person that's angry all the time, don't you think you're going to pick up that negative energy? That's why you need a sage girl or guy. You need to sage them out, sage out yourself or I don't want to say block them out, but the mind is like bringing them somewhere. And so now I'm practicing with my son to say, and with myself, because in the book, as it gets deeper into the book, you start to recognize when this is happening and what your emotions are. The emotions are the key. And let me see if I can find, because I did highlight, I highlighted so many, so many things. Okay. Okay. So, oh, perfect. I opened it up right to the page. So I'm just going to read you this one paragraph from the book. And what page is this? Is it given the page number? No, but this is the um, section is called past pain, dissolving the pain body. And it starts off by saying, as long as you are unable to access the power of now, every emotional pain that you experience leaves behind a residue of pain that lives on in you. It merges with the pain from the past, which was already there and becomes launched in your mind and body. This of course includes the pain you suffered as a child caused by the unconsciousness of the world in which you were born. Isn't that deep? We're carrying around so much pain. And physically, mentally, spiritually, we need to find that balance. And what I can share with you with reading the book is that not only do you have to block out it. Oh, here's the most important thing. It says when your mind recognizes that you're going into the past or being negative or something like that, be a watcher. A watcher means you recognize it. Don't question it because then your mind will play with you. I'm telling you, your mind is so powerful. And before even reading this, I had like a vision or something came to me there was a movie and I can't remember. I know Morgan Freeman was in the movie and I don't remember if it was Joanna, um, somebody, um, Morgan Freeman definitely was in it. And it's the girl who had the power of the mind. And in the movie, I, I think I'm going to watch it again in the movie. It's, um, she made a statement that stuck in my head. This one little statement out of the whole entire movie to say that, we are, we are not using the capacity of our mind. Our mind is so powerful. We're only using, I think 1% of it, even that much of it. And I think in the end of the movie, her mind was so powerful that she just evolved into like a computer or something, or, you know, she just, so then I started thinking about you know, in the Bible, when it said, you know, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, and then you have to think about how deep that is. How can you move a mountain with the faith of as small as a mustard seed? You can, once you have meditated yourself 
once you have cleansed your mind find that enlightenment and it's just then you're one with god and then all things can happen and i think that's what i'm thinking is how you can move it just that faith the book does talk about faith beliefs and other things as well and how it reflects to your mind listen guys this is not sponsored this is a book that i have that i i like with another book that i'm reading i encourage you to go get it the power of now by eckhart tolle and it's good it's a starting book to help you on your spiritual guide to getting yourself balanced um either that or read your bible um go back to reading whatever you believe in whatever your um spiritual book is in regards to physical i would say start walking you know make it 20 minutes a day build yourself up that's what i'm trying to do um in regards to your mind start taking time out of your day force yourself to take the time because we're so busy with so many different crap as i call it because half the stuff that we do is not important and you don't want to become like a robot in a mundane and you you know um you know someone at work who has um children and married and she said something to me the other day in regards to she hasn't she didn't have a hot meal because you have to feed the kids first take care of the husband and i said wow you reminded me of in the 50s shows you know those shows that i see on tv because i wasn't born in the 50s but you know those shows where the mother the woman is taking care of everyone and leaves herself for last so then i had to remind her make sure you eat a hot meal make sure you take time for you you know and we neglect to take care of ourselves if you realize now a lot of people are talking about self-care because everyone is trying to get back to being them um i did episodes in the past of being an empty nester but as an empty nester they do come back home so i'm no longer an empty nester right now but it was a different feeling when i was an empty nester you don't want to come to the point that you're looking at yourself like oh i raised this kid for 18 19 20 21 years or whatever and then they move out and you're looking at yourself like all of us do when we go through the empty nester stage like what am i going to do now so it's like it's a process we have to recognize it and of course it never fails a dog it's always doing something Mojo. Sorry guys. So he's scratching himself on the pillow to make himself comfortable. And um I think he's pretty much telling me to wrap it up, <laughs> which I am going to wrap it up. But um the bottom line is that I hope this encouraged it encouraged you guys to take the moment and reflect on how I can be more present in the now. Be a watcher of all of your thoughts. And when you're having these thoughts, then you can ask yourself, am I why am I feeling that emotion? When my son gets angry about minimal things now, you know, I say to him like a child, you know, Justin, why are you feeling that emotion? And of course, you know, here comes the, you know, attitude and everything. But it's a start that, you know, to get you to start recognizing, son, why are you feeling that emotion right now? Why are you feeling angry? Why are you saying that right now? What emotion is bringing you? What are you feeling? What thoughts are you feeling? You know, before we can actually dish it out or practice on others, we got to do it on ourselves. So sometimes people will bring you because you're feeling a certain emotion they will bring you to that state where you're angry as well and you need to question yourself why am i feeling that emotion so it's taking a pause it's taking a moment to say hey what thoughts are they thinking about what past did they come out of you know what past thought did they come out of 
it's new. It's a process. It's a journey. Um, like I said, meditation is another thing that you can do. Yoga, stretching. I started off this podcast episode by saying that my body needs a lot of stretch. You know, as I get older, I'm feeling like it needs something. It needs, like I'm feeling a lot more aches and pains. But to be quite honest with you, since 30 years old, I started feeling a little ache and pain, but I think it progresses as you get older. So I feel like my body um, is telling me to stretch more. And I have been doing yoga. I have been doing more stretches, especially when I take long, long walks. My body needs that. It needs to unwind. Take a bubble bath. Um, right before you go to bed, take a hot shower. If you don't like bubble baths, um, these are all tips to help you, you know, be in the now I have dogs and you know, they want to be around me all the time, especially the baby. And the only time I get time to myself is when I'm in the shower in the bathroom and even in the bathroom, they come in there sometime, but it's like for me to go into a room and meditate without I'm hearing <laughs> or scratches or something is kind of hard, but I have to find that time. Um, when I'm filming or when I'm doing the podcast, they're kind of quiet. So maybe that's another time I can try to do it like right after the podcast, um, episodes. Um, but it's finding what works for me and I encourage you to find what works for you. But I just want everyone to recognize, take the time, follow up on these tips um, to help them um, find a balance in their mental journey, mental health journey, their spiritual journey, and their physical journey. I hope that you guys like this episode on um, Go to Lisa podcast with me, Lisa Waldron. And I will see you, not see you, but talk to you guys next time. Peace, love. Bye.